Welcome back to Thank Fucking God, it's Friday. I'm Drew. And I'm Katie. And today we're going to talk about a show that featured someone who is also a villain on Scooby-Doo. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is a weird segue for Guts. <laughs> that is not what I would have been thinking if I was listening to that intro. I wouldn't have gone, Scooby-Doo, of course it's Guts. Yeah, Moira a.k.a. Mo was a villain on Scooby-Doo. Oh. Uh, she was also a voice on the Wild Thornberries, and she was a voice on Hey Arnold. And she's been in, like, some Star Wars video games. It's a lot of voice acting for her. Yeah. She has definitely made a career out of that now. Um, but, yeah, we're here to talk about a show that I always felt like I could dominate at as a child, but probably would have just failed horribly. Yeah, I remember thinking I would be good at any of the water things because I was a swimmer growing up. But after watching these episodes, my confidence kind of went down. Oh, see, my confidence went up. Oh, yeah. Watching them, I was like, oh, oh, these kids are dumb. Like, that's <laughs> it. No one, no one knew what they were doing. But also at that age, I was very uncoordinated. Yeah. So I would have been, I've been bad. I was pretty klutzy around age 12, 13. I sprained my ankles a lot. I just, I wasn't coordinated until college. Like <laughs> that's, that's like, that's really when it hit. All my limbs just kept doing things when I was younger. And so like, if I was put on one of these, like if I, if I was in an episode where they had the trike, I would have just like fallen or things. How can you that. fall off a trike? You lean too far to the side mm. and then it falls over. We didn't watch any episodes with a trike. No, thank God. So, yes, today we're going to be talking about Nickelodeon Guts, which was an action-based game show that aired on Nickelodeon, obviously, from 1992 to 1995. And that was four seasons. The fourth season was called Global Guts, and it featured contestants from countries around the world. Yeah. Not every country. Just like, I think there were like 10 countries. I probably should have more there research on that. There were more than I expected, actually. <laughs> I like how in Global Guts, they had the, the CIS, the Commonwealth of Independent States. Yeah, that included Georgia, Kazakhstan, Russia, and Ukraine. That's it? Just those? That's what um, CIS was. Right. Commonwealth of Independent States. Okay. So then take anyone from Uzbekistan. I guess from not. Armenia. Yeah, this doesn't have a like full list, but I'm sure it exists somewhere. It's just not on Wikipedia. I mean, if we would have just watched the episode a little more closely when they put it up on the screen, like the, the, the leaderboard, the metal leaderboard. Oh, true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There weren't very many on that. No. So it was like a little mini Olympics, basically, for Global Guts. So in each episode, three kids competed in a series of athletic challenges. And there were five, including the Agro Crag, which seemed like a lot for a 30 minute TV show. Yeah, I I really thought that it was like, oh, they probably do like two or three things. That's and then they have the Edgar Craig. And it's like, oh, shit, they're doing so much. Yeah. So some of the challenges are like a wave pool and they have like bungee harnesses for some of them. And then a like track that you run around. And I probably would have been a little bit scared of anything involving the bungee because I was so afraid of heights. Yeah, a lot of it is Pretty the bungee. Much everything. Well, the show itself was created in part because uh, one of the executives at Nickelodeon like couldn't dunk a basketball. Mm. And so he's like, let's make a show where we can fucking do that. I'll just give him some elastic. <laughs> you know, doing all that. 
In the second episode we watched, the bungee seemed to really inhibit the kids, though. I just feel like they didn't know what they were doing. They couldn't get down far enough to push off the ground. That's their fault. They were not jumping correctly. Um, (laughs) Well, we'll get into it. There were eight countries. Well, eight groups of countries, I guess. I found the metal count. Oh, okay. So we had the CIS. You had España, Germany, Israel, Mexico, Portugal, the UK, and the US. Mm. Do you know what team ended with the most golds? I'm going to guess Germany. No, Germany was... One, two, three... Tied for fourth. Oh, okay. Four golds tied with Israel. Mm. Uh, The UK finished with the most golds with eight. Mexico was seven. And then the US was six. So need to reboot the show to take back over that lead. (laughs) Nice. The CIS never won a gold. Oh, sad. Mm. Well, were we? No, we weren't in the Cold War anymore. No. It's fine. So the culmination of all of these events was a glowing mountain called the Agro Crag, and the contestants raced up identical sections of the mountain that are colored. So there's the red team, the not team, there's the red contestant blue and then purple. So the sides of the mountain match those colors and they have to hit a series of buttons that actuators, actuators uh, that light up little lights <laughs> While dodging boulders and try not to get disoriented by the smoke and the snow. Flashing lights, which <laughs> I read an interview by like a contestant. She's like, you couldn't see anything. Yeah. You're just like, you knew where they were because they pointed out where the actuators were, but it was just too foggy and like strobe lights and stuff. Like That's what made it hard. Yeah, it looked difficult. Like every time I watch it, I don't know how they know exactly where they're going. I'm sure they walk through it like a few times before they actually compete on it, but... I don't know about that. I think because they said they didn't get to practice any of the events beforehand. Yeah. I asked Katie how tall she thought the aggro crag was. <laughs> what was your answer? I mean, I just threw out an answer that I knew wasn't right. And I said 400 feet. <laughs> 400 feet. <laughs> I knew it wasn't right. I just right. didn't know what was actually. And so I just said a big number. The number was so far off what I thought she was going to guess that I was just like, I was silenced. I didn't know what to say because I thought that maybe she would overestimate by like a couple dozen feet or something. I was not ready for 400 feet at all. The The aggro crag, the first season or the first iteration of it was 28 feet tall. The mega crag and the super aggro crag were 30 feet tall. <laughs> I mean, that makes more sense, obviously. Yeah. Just imagine. Like, that would just be the whole... What if that would... You know, if they rebooted it, they could do that. You climb up like a 400-foot aggro crag, but when you reach these plateaus, that's where you have to do the events. Like, the first one up gets a bonus, and they get like a head start in whatever the next thing is. Let's make this show. You should be in charge of Nickelodeon programming. I should. I know what kids want. That makes sense. That is on brand. Yeah, well, that well, I don't like that. That sounds creepy. <laughs> I meant because you watch a lot of cartoons and that kind of thing. Mm, yeah, well, just, whatever you can do, as long as you can go on TikTok, then, then the kids will like it. It's oh, fine. geez. So the show was hosted by Mike O'Malley, and he had previously hosted the Nickelodeon game show Get the Picture, and he went on to star in Yes, Dear and Glee. Didn't know he was in Glee. Yeah, he plays the dad of somebody. 
That makes sense based on everything about how he looks. I cannot remember which character because I only watched that show for two seasons and I kind of purged it from my brain. Glenn. I don't know. There's a Glenn on the show. No idea. Same name. But I did watch Yes, Dear when it was in syndication on like TBS. Oh, really? I've never seen an episode. I thought it was pretty funny. It seemed like every other show where it's like a middling looking guy and probably a super attractive wife and they live in like a fucking suburb or a city and they do. Oh, look at he did married shit. That's weird. He played he and his wife on the show were the in-laws of the main couple on the show. Gotcha. And they lived in like the backyard. Was the main character a larger man with an attractive wife? Like no, King he of was Queens a, and all the other shows around that time? He was a skinny guy with a pretty attractive wife. I don't know. They kind of suited each other. Okay, that's fair. I just feel like there was that time period for like five or seven years. King of where, Queens. Yeah, just yeah. all those shows were kind of the same. Yep. So then we have the efficient. Is that how you say that word? Efficient? Efficient. Efficient is like you're doing something efficiently. I was saying it with an O. The official? The referee? So then we have the referee, <laughs> <we> Moira <laughs> Mo Quirk. And she's a British actress who, like Drew talked about earlier, has mostly made a career out of doing voice work. Yeah. Mo was apparently the only non-blonde with an accent to audition. Oh. She, she said she didn't know how she got the role. She's like, I was there and there were just a bunch of these gorgeous, beautiful blonde women. And then there was me. And she's like, said something like, I look like a frumpy Scottish woman or something like that. I forget exact words, but I'm pretty sure it said frumpy in it. And then she got the job and. I thought she was ready. great in that role. Like the British accent, like gave it something unique for Nickelodeon. Cause you didn't have any other accents on Nickelodeon. I guess. I, I don't really think about that. And then, like, with soccer, the announcers a lot of the time are British. Like, here in Seattle, the Sounders announcer is British. Uh, never listened to a Sounders game. Oh. Been to one. Felt like a cult. <laughs> well, when you're at the game, the the voice that's coming through the speakers is British. Oh, well, I clearly wasn't paying attention. <laughs> the game felt like a cult. I feel like I've talked to you about this before. I don't know if we have. Like, okay. Before the game... At one point, everyone just stood up and raised their hands to the sky and started chanting the same thing. And they, they clap. Yeah. But they started chanting something, too. And, like, Derek and I didn't know what the hell was going on. And we're just looking around and, like, everyone's staring at us weirdly because we're not standing up following the cult instructions. <laughs> and then every time they announced somebody, there's, like, a different cheer for those people. And they all, like, did different hand motions to please Xanadu or whatever the person <laughs> is that, like, we go through. It's just like, I didn't understand. It scared me. But it was a fun game. I don't follow the whole Sounders thing either. I haven't been to very many games. And I also don't know what to do as far as, like, the chants and the hand things and stuff like that. But it's all led by the supporter section. To be fair, like, when I go to Red Wings games, a Red Wings shirt, uh, they have, like, chants and stuff that happen during hockey games. And, like, I know what to do then, but... Mm. It's because hockey's the best. (laughs) I do like soccer. Anyway, tangent. What are we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Nickelodeon guts. Oh, yeah. Mo. Mo. One thing I found out about Mo is that, and I didn't realize this, but then rewatching the episodes, she's so fucking short. Uh, Yeah, I guess she is. And scenes where she and Mike were next to each other to get them both on, on frame, she had to stand on a box. 
That's what they do for X-Files, too. Nice. Yeah, because Gillian Anderson is way shorter than David Duchovny, so she stands on an apple crate. You know, they could just let people be short. It's allowed. What? <laughs> like, what? <sighs> so I mean, dumb. I'm short, so... Yeah, but would your ego be crushed if, like, you were standing next to someone and seeing, like, wow, Katie's a lot shorter than someone? I don't think it's an ego thing. I think it's a framing thing. I don't understand film. <laughs> anyway, that's Mo. I thought you were going to talk about her age. I thought she was a lot older than she was, apparently. I don't know. I was a little kid watching. It seemed like she... I thought Mo was, like, way older. And then I looked up her age and I was like, I'm dumb. She was like 24, 25 or something when the show was on. Something like that. I just, when you're a kid, you don't know how old people are. Like when I would substitute teach elementary schoolers, like, what are you, 50? I'm like, yeah, that's close enough. (laughs) Kids don't know shit. So do you want to get into the episodes? Sure. Um, I don't feel like we should do a recap for these because it doesn't make sense. Um, But let's start with the first episode that we did, which was from season one. And... I didn't take a lot of notes on this one just because there's only one thing that really mattered to me. And that's... And that's one of the contestants. <laughs> there were a lot of guest stars on the show, but this is not a guest star that was the reason I picked this episode. I picked this episode because our first contestant is Lean A.J. McLean. Mean. Was it mean? Yeah. Ah. Oh. I didn't even write the right thing down because I was laughing too hard at A.J. McLean in his interview. Oh, my God. Yes, from NSYNC. Wasn't AJ from Backstreet Boys? JC's from NSYNC. Oh, you're right. Backstreet yes, Boys. <laughs> I would never get that wrong. Dang. <laughs> There's so many things I'll get wrong, but who was in the Backstreet Boys and who was in NSYNC is not one of them. Who was I thinking of from NSYNC? JC. No, 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 no. Lance Bass? Joey Fat One? Chris Kirkpatrick is who I was thinking of. Oh, the other forgettable guy. Okay. <laughs> So AJ McLean's in this one. He actually wins the first event. So when they're introducing the contestants, just to start off, they all looked so much older than I remembered the contestants being. Like, I thought that everybody was like, "Mm, maybe max 13. I don't know. That's about eight. I thought he looked like he was like in ninth grade. Well, he is. But like, I think he said he's in high school and stuff. And I was just like, I do not remember anybody being in high school on this show. Yeah, that's fair. But yes, um, AJ wins the first event, which is the aerial slam dunk where they have to jump off of the, do they call it the aerial bridge? Yes, they do. They have to jump off the aerial bridge and get the basketballs into an 11 foot hoop. Yeah. Within 60 seconds. He wins that one. Um, what bothered me was that they didn't show how many baskets they made, so you couldn't tell who was winning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't know what was going on until after they're done, and then every time, as soon as someone's done, we got Mike O'Malley going, okay, let's go to Mo for the official results, Mo! And it's like, Mo tells you the exact thing you just watched. Yeah. that's like that, I finally find that that's her job. We just saw this, and we saw what happened. Now she's going to tell us the same exact thing we just saw happened. But she tells us who wins, and AJ wins, and... He gets 300 points. The other characters, 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 contestants (laughs) are Amanda, the accelerator bulger and Jamie, the jackal Mendelssohn and Amanda gets second. Jamie gets third. The the kids had the option to give themselves a nickname, but if they didn't, the showrunners would give them nicknames. 
I there's no way in hell. AJ may have given his mean. mean. Yeah, he may have given his like I'm a clean mean. He might have, but I still think that was probably a show one. The other two are a hundred percent definitely the show chose those for them. Yeah. No kids calling themselves the fucking jackal. <laughs> I know. The accelerator. <laughs> no, they're like all right. Her name starts with a uh, accelerator. She runs fast. Let's do it. Yeah, they went on alliteration. Yeah. But we do get the bio for AJ. And when they introduce the bios, Mike goes, spill your guts. Yeah. AJ's, I don't know, I laughed. It was just kind of like. Did you write down what he said in his, or Mike is the one who's reading it. In the next episode, the kids actually do their own bios. But Mike reads the bio. He says, AJ is a 14-year-old cartoonist and he performs dinner theater. Yeah, uh, I was like, I all I wrote is AJ's interview or AJ's thing was so funny. Like, I couldn't even deal with it. I oh, just, yeah. He actually does get an interview, too. Yeah, that interview is fucking hilarious. And we have AJ right here. You were very high up there. What's the point of view like from up there? It's high. Believe me. Oh, it's amazing, man. Jeez. It's just... <laughs> Bounce up. Oh, it's so confusing. When you get up there, you don't know where you are when you come down. <laughs> well, you're in first place, I believe, at the end of that event. That's where you are. Let's talk tomorrow. Check out the leaderboard. Move. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that was the point where I was like, I'm not going to take any more notes for this episode. Like, it peaked right there. That's yeah. everything for me. Because think about it. These are kids, like high school freshmen, and they're on TV with no preparation or training for like, hey, you might get interviewed or anything like that. They probably don't know that. They probably told like, you might have to talk to Mike. Yeah. And he's, oh, geez, don't know where you're at. Oh, boy. Huh. Like, <laughs> I hope the other Backstreet Boys made fun of him for this. I hope they knew that he was on Guts. Yeah. <laughs> he did grow up in Florida, so it kind of makes sense that he was on the show because he was right there. Right. Which I feel like that's a lot of the contestants. Yeah. At least until, you know, they get to Global Guts. Right. The next event is the Elastic Jungle, which AJ totally fails at. Yeah. He... (laughs) Or it's actually an obstacle course with the Elastic Jungle. The Elastic Jungle is the important part. Yeah. First of all, this is like... I remember the obstacle course being way harder as a child. Like, thinking, like, man, they got to really go through it. They're running around a track, which... There's no way it's a quarter mile. So that track has to be like, what, a sixteenth of a mile, maybe. Mm-hmm. And the obstacles are like, oh, you have to go over this slight incline. Oh, here's a piece of land that will teeter like a seesaw for half a second. Yeah. But the only one that's hard. Oh, wait, the last one, the fog as an obstacle. That's in the second episode. Oh, that was, OK. Yeah. <laughs> That was ridiculous. But. This one is a wall climb, a tightrope walk, the slide for life. Right. An elastic jungle, cargo net, and free fall. The free fall, yeah, where they jump down like three feet. Yeah. But the elastic jungle is basically just like a whole bunch of like strings, like elastic strings that they have to climb through. And both AJ and one of the other girls just go. Jane sh- or Amanda. Amanda. They just walk right into it as if they're going to plow their way through. And it's not until... Jamie, Jamie does it, and she's like, I'm going to go under the elastic like a normal person. Right. She just crawls under. The other ones are like, I don't know how to get through these bands. And Jamie crushes them. She wins that one, um, which is going to start a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> There's the whitewater event where they have to 
be on an inflatable raft and go around buoys while jets of water create rapids, so to speak. Right. It was not great. (laughs) Upgraded in Global Guts to actually be a wave pool, but this was literally just like they had to get around jets and buoys. Yeah. But, all right. So I thought this, watching this one and then watching Global Guts until one of the contestants of Global Guts crushed it, uh, it seemed like this is a really freaking hard thing. Like none of the kids seem to be able to do it. And I think what it was is their paddle had to be not long enough mm. because if you watch them, none of them are putting the paddle like in the water more than half an inch. Like, eh, let me, eh, and they couldn't get through. Yeah. Well, Jamie did kill it. She beat AJ by almost 20 seconds. Right. But she still like took like a half minute to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. It was still difficult watching. And then was she the one that dove out to touch or was that AJ? I think it was AJ. Okay. And one girl, the other girl, Amanda, timed out. So. Yeah. Oh, Which well. they didn't let them time out in the second one. When they do Jamie's bio, I'm not going to talk about Amanda's because it was boring. But one of the things that Jamie said is that she likes to go through mudslides for relaxation. Yeah. I was real like... What does she mean? (laughs) I don't know. So she's 15. The other girl is 12, which also seems like a very unfair advantage or advantage for Jamie, major disadvantage for Amanda. Well, Amanda did come in last by a significant margin. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. The age thing. Because, yeah, if you're three years older at that point, you're so much stronger, faster, everything. That's a sixth or seventh grader and a like... 10th grader. grader. Yeah. (laughs) They're not even... One's elementary school, possibly. Right. That's so funny. Um, (laughs) Amanda was trash is what I put in my notes. I didn't... I I guess I don't think about her age, but she did not do well. Yeah. The next event is the Longest Yard, where players are harnessed into those bungee things, and they have to jump off the aerial bridge and into sand and, like... Basically, it's like a long jump, but they're on bungees and whoever goes the farthest wins. And one thing that I thought was stupid about this is that they do their jumps consecutively. So, like, you can't see how it's a major advantage to go last, basically. Right. Like, they should have had everyone go once and then everyone go twice. But they probably didn't want to have to, like, re-harness them and do all that. They're they're recording like five or six shows a day, probably. That's true. That does make sense on why they would have done it that way. But I still feel like... AJ was at a major disadvantage by having to go first. Yeah. He came in second there. Jamie won again because she uh, was a destroyer. I don't know. She got it on her last jump, I think. She did. She tied AJ on her first jump and then beat him by six inches on the second. Yeah. With 17 feet, seven inches. Uh So. Amanda almost got DQ'd on this one because she couldn't. I think she was just too light. That's it, because she's a little kid. Uh, She's too light, so she couldn't get down to the sand. So she would bounce and then just like, whoops, didn't touch the sand. Yeah. This is where I'm saying that the harness, like, can kind of be a disadvantage. Because you can't get down far enough to actually push off. I think you can. You just have to, like, push your body down. Like, I don't know. You have to, like, push the harness. The the harder you push down, the more it's going to fling you up. Mm-hmm. So she's probably like, it'll just do the work. I don't know how this works. I don't know how harnesses work. I've never been in one. <laughs> so then we have the aggro crag, the culmination of this entire event. And the point values for these events increase. So I think if you get first place, you get 750 points. Then 
725. Oh. 550 and 375. Okay. Thank you for actually paying attention. <laughs> yes. That's why I'm here. So, like That's we were never saying, never been true. I've never here to pay attention. <laughs> like we were saying, it looks like a mess trying to actually navigate the aggro crag and we kind of already talked about it. So, basically how this ends is Jamie wins. She narrowly beats AJ. Yeah, and I wasn't paying close enough attention to the points difference, but I think AJ still would have come in second even if he won. Um, I could do the math, but I'm not going to. Amanda doesn't even break a thousand, while Jamie gets seventeen hundred and twenty-five points. Yeah, um, players could earn seven hundred seventy-five points. Would be the if you came in last every time. Nineteen twenty-five if you come in first every mm. time. Well, I just watched one video where this kid wins the aggro crag and they're like, a perfect game. And the other kid's like, man, we're trash. And then they do basically like an Olympic type ceremony where they give them the medals. So bronze, silver, gold. And then the person who wins also gets a piece of the glowing aggro crag. And my note says it's way bigger than I remember. But then when we watched Global Guts... I was like, okay, that's what I remember. I think in the first season, it was just like giant. It looked heavy. The kids don't get to keep that, Craig, for real. Not at all? No. So they get to keep their medals. Uh Uh-huh. The Craig goes back and they're sent one later. That's basically like a pull string lamp to to light up. (laughs) Got it. So that's what they get for the Edgar Craig. Yeah, I mean, the one that is in this first season where she's holding it up, like, I would have been very impressed if they actually gave them that to take home. The one that is in Global Guts, that seems like something that they could take home, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Even if it is a pull stream lamp, if you have one, please send it to me. You can, I think you can find it probably on, like, eBay or something. I feel like somebody's probably selling their piece of the Craig. Yeah. I Mo want has, one. Mo has a piece of the crag. Ooh. She said she doesn't really care about it. She's like, I'll keep it because, you know, whatever. But <laughs> So that's that first episode. Yeah. I didn't realize that AJ was AJ, by the way, until like yesterday, which was probably three days after I watched the episode. Yeah. I chose both episodes and I chose them because there were famous people in them. Yeah, Drew was uh, like to an extent. Drew's like, "Have you figured out why I picked the first episode?" And I was like, "No." Yeah, I thought you would have got it right away from his name. I should have. I wrote down AJ McLean. Yeah, because like right away, I was like, "Oh, Katie will know from the start. He's the first contestant out." I didn't listen to Backstreet Boys. I mean, I know Backstreet Boys songs, but I was not into them. They're the better group. Mm-mm. Yeah, hundred percent. I saw NSYNC twice. Okay, that doesn't make them better. I didn't see Backstreet Boys at all. Again, you're viewing. (laughs) Backstreet Boys are better. They were just here in Everett, (sighs) like, a few weeks ago. I Want It That Way is better than any song NSYNC has ever made. Dirty Pop. (laughs) Yeah, I Want It That Way is infinitely better than Dirty Pop. (laughs) I was kidding. (laughs) Although... What's, What's the best NSYNC song? Well... Every other Friday, I do like to sing, just got paid. I said the <laughs> Friday best NSYNC night. song. <laughs> uh, uh, best NSYNC song. I, I can't think of them off the top of my head. I, I want can't it that way is better. Everybody is Everybody better. is a good song. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's some back streets back. All right. 
Backstreet Boys are better than sync, but I'm not even going to argue this. It's not worth it. <laughs> That'd be like saying, oh, 98 degrees is better. No, you're still wrong. Ugh. 98 yeah. degrees is definitely not Everyone better. Everyone knows 98 degrees is the trashiest of them. <laughs> um, so before we get into the next episode, the Global Guts episode, we can go into an app that Katie introduced me to after our last uh, podcast, PodCoin. A podcast app where you can listen to this podcast and and others, I guess. Basically any podcast. I think anyone that's on iTunes. Specifically this one, though. Yeah, I mean, definitely listen to TFGIF. Yeah, um, but you listen to it and it'll pay you. Uh, you can get the app, Pod, PodCoin app on iPhone or Android. It is free. It's easy to use. And you can claim gift cards or donate to charity. And that's great if the podcast you're listening to is into some charity, you can donate to that. If you don't like other people or giving your money away, I guess, you can ask for an Amazon or a Starbucks gift card. So you can do that, and it's a good place to listen to your podcast from. I listened to our podcast on it last time. Hooray! It worked out just like any other thing. Uh, So you can go on to the App Store on Android to get it today, on iTunes to get it today. You can use invite code. T-F-G-I-F-P-O-D. That's us. And you'll get 300 pod coins for signing up using our code. 300 pod coins just for signing up using TFGIF pod. Yeah. And as you listen, you earn points. So for every 10 minutes, you earn one point. And I've used all of my points to save the rainforest since the Amazon is currently burning. That's what you meant by Amazon. I was just getting Amazon gift cards. Oh, yeah. You can do that, too. Uh, I really miscalculated what we were talking about. (laughs) So yeah, use the PodCoin app and listen to us on there. Yeah. So, fun fact about the show before we get here into the second episode. Did you know that there was a mascot? Absolutely not. Yeah. So, it was only in the early seasons. It may have only even just been in the first season. Its name was Stretch. Did we see it? You did. Oh. Uh, So, when they first put up the screen with the title of the event that they're doing there's like a little circle with an orange guy in it that's like a logo for whatever the hell they're doing uh-huh. that guy on there is stretch oh is it like a giraffe no it's just like a cheese man is what it looks like to me oh it's a person it's like that orange person it's it's a shape of a person i guess okay. i didn't know that until today if you look it up you'd be like oh that's dumb did you know that mo was stalked by a contestant at one point. Oh, geez. Apparently, some contestant, like, fell for Mo and just started kind of stalking her and stuff and then would, like, come to show shows, like, filmings of it. And finally, one time, she had to, like, talk to him and be like, you see the age difference and some stuff here. Like, eh, it's probably not going to work out. Also, probably illegal. Yeah. If he was a contestant, that means that he was, like, max 15. Right. Well, you know, they grow up. They don't stay 15. No, but... I know. <laughs> but yeah, so she had a she had a stalker. Someone that like came and just like came to a bunch of them. That's creepy. But also, like, what are this kid's parents doing? Well, he probably lives in Florida. Okay, so they're doing math. Um, <laughs> that's not what I meant. I meant he lives in Florida, so he can probably get to Orlando pretty easily. That's fair. So AJ was on that first episode. There is somebody who has some level of fame in the second episode, but there are also uh, guest stars on the show, guests that were on there. We had Evander Holyfield, uh, Lawrence Taylor, Is Charlie that... Ward, Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. He was a f- football player and one of the most dominant defensive 
players of all time? Nope. Don't know. That's cool. Uh, Peekaboo Street. I know who that is. Okay. Dominique Wilkins. No. Okay. Uh, you'll know this last one. Summer Sanders. E.T. the Extraterrestrial. <laughs> they had something from like, I guess the E.T. ride around there or something. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. There's some guests on there, but let's get into our second episode. We can see if you can guess if I give you some clues. There's uh, no way I'm going to get it, but I, sure. Well, you're not going to get the person's name. Okay. Well, I mean, you know their names, but. I know their names on the show. You'll be able, I'm going to try and see if you can guess what they're famous from. Okay. So this next episode is season four, episode 22. It's Global Guts. And we have Greg Big Dog Haney from the United States. Thomas Typhoon Rossen, I think, from Germany. And Moore Kessar from Israel. I didn't write down her nickname. I don't remember what it was because they didn't ever show it on the screen. Moore was the twister. Mm. They showed the nicknames for season one, like on the screen, but otherwise they were just like vaguely saying them in season four. And Mike talks so fast that I could not understand what he was saying like half the time. Oh, that brought up, that reminds me of a point I want to say from the first episode. Did you notice how like, I don't want to say bad, but bad the production and editing were on the yeah. show. There was some, like there was a point where Mo just started like laughing while she was going through something, and like <laughs> I think she got somebody's name wrong. Oh, I think she got like oh no, it might have been this episode. She gets a name wrong, but she like get it wrong. She's like rrr, rrr, couldn't say it, and then like she's <laughs> laughing, and there's just like no editing of these things. They're just like fuck it, just go with it. The thing that I noticed more was. The pace of this show is so fast. Oh, yeah. Like, if you have ADD, this is the perfect show to watch. Because every segment takes about a minute. Yeah, and then there's, like, next, go, 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 go. Get I these could kids barely going. type my notes. Right, they're just trying to keep these kids engaged in what's going on. The kids can't handle it if we're just sitting here. Let's go. I think there was only one commercial break, maybe two. I don't know, because I watch on YouTube. Yeah, but you can kind of tell when they're breaking, but... Anyway, I just actually what I wrote was Jesus. The pace of this is so much faster. And I thought Global Guts, the pace was faster than the first one because they have to explain a lot more in the first season. Like they're actually explaining what Guts is and yeah. all that. And the by the time they're at Global Guts, they're like, you know what this is. We're just going to do it. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. So our famous person, our person with some level of fame is Greg. I assumed it was going to be Greg. Way to be racist against Because he's the United States, that's, that's why. So, Greg was in something. Mm-hmm. He is an actor of sorts. Like a voice actor? No. An actual actor? Mm-hmm. He is in things that you have seen. That's current? Yes. On TV? No. So in movies? No. What's left? <laughs> <laughs> What's left? You tell me. What's left? Plays. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> was he in Hamilton? He was in Hamilton. <laughs> uh, Greg was in Hamilton on the West End on Broadway. He he was just a replacement in some things, but he was still on it. And I remember I, I actually saw this one because at some somebody like 
when I was doing research showed a tweet of Lin-Manuel Miranda retweeting, like, never forget that one of our actors was a contestant on Guts. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so he was in the ensemble. Uh, he was James Reynolds. He was a doctor. He was Philip Schuyler as replacements. He was also in Wicked yeah. uh, as understudies and replacements. He was in Bring It On the Musical. He was in Tarzan the Musical, Memphis. So he's doing some things. That's a long way from what he said in his bio. He wanted right. to be a pro football player. Yes, he did not do that. Nope. <laughs> uh, he he changed a little. Became Broadway actor. Yeah, cool. He is from Peoria, Arizona, United States. They had yeah. to add in the United States. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. It makes sense that they did. It just was not something I was expecting when he was saying it. I laughed really hard when they showed the international presenters and like 90% of them are wearing the same jersey that Mike O'Malley's wearing, which mm. is funny to me for some reason. But then like 10% of them are dressed like very properly. <laughs> it's, it's like, okay. So the first event that they do is Blast It, where the players have to stand in a circle and try to score as many soccer goals as they can. They kind of added a tally so you can follow along. Yeah. But in the end, Greg and Thomas, the German kid, tie. Um, Can we talk about how much bullshit this event is? It's a bunch of soccer balls dropping from the ceiling. And then Mike is announcing this. Like The commentary is like that these kids are fighting over these soccer balls yeah. like, to the death when really they don't interact with each other at all, really. <laughs> it drops down and they're like, oh, this ball's near me. I will kick it towards my goal. That's the whole thing. They can't use their hands just like in actual soccer. So they have to kind of like twist their legs to try to wrangle the ball as it's bouncing up. But yeah, yeah. they're focused on their own thing. They were trash at it. Let yes. me be very clear. This this should have been like, oh, we each got like 30 in because it's just a bunch of soccer balls. Even if you couldn't trap a ball, let it bounce three times and then it stops. And then you just <laughs> kick it in. Oh, my God. I think the most was nine. I think Greg and Thomas got nine. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was a USA chant going on oh, geez. during this. I legitimately think I heard a USA chant going on. It's like, USA, USA. Nice. <sighs> the second event is Tornado Run. This is the obstacle course that you were talking about with the uneven ground and the smoke. Yeah. My notes say this is the one I remember the most. Yeah. It is so dumb. Fog is an obstacle as if that is difficult. <laughs> like they know where they're running. It's not like they're like, oh, you're going to hit this fog and you don't know when you're turning or where you're going. It's a straightaway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So Greg won this one as well. Yeah, because my man's dove through the vines. Yeah, he did do very well with the vines. He like just Superman threw him. It was great. They upgraded the elastic jungle to just these vines that were easier. Yeah. But Thomas was close, close second. He barely lost. Yep. But Thomas, he struggled on the quivering quake of yep. all things. Yep. Which is a piece of the the track that's like a seesaw <laughs> essentially. Yeah. I'm like, how is that where you fit? What? We have Thomas's video bio. He has a twin brother named Christian and he wants to go to New Zealand because he saw a cool documentary about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are the things I wrote. Uh, <laughs> I was also, my notes at this point just said, wow, 
these spotters are ridiculous. Yeah, so we have the third event. It's Whitewater, and it's the same as last time where they have to hit the spotter's hand after going across the water in their inflatable boat. And this time that there's actual waves, it looks more legit. Greg struggles hard. Yeah, he... Did he come in third? He came in third by a lot. Yeah, he had like... It was like over a minute. So in the first season, they timed kids out at 60 seconds, but they did not do that for Global Guts. He got over a minute. Yeah, and at this point, when I watched him, I was like, this has got to be the hardest event in here. Like, is the paddle too short? Can they not do this? (laughs) And then Thomas comes in and fucking crushes it. I think he finished like 20 seconds. 18.8 seconds. I was just, I watched and I was like, oh my God, this kid is a beast. (laughs) Yeah. My notes for more, the Israeli girl, were don't even try girls. Sorry, but you've sucked at everything and I know you aren't going to do well at this. But she actually did beat Greg, um, but she reached for the spotter's hand and fell in. Um, I couldn't even actually tell that she hit his hand. Yeah. They probably just like, all right, whatever. Yeah, Um, it's close enough. My favorite thing about her is that at the beginning, if you watch right when she's about to start, her first paddle splashes water dead on the face of the spotter and almost hits them like with the paddle. Oh, man. And the spotter's just like, oh, oh, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, (laughs) But the spotters are like so serious as though these kids are going to die during one of these things. Like even with the obstacle course, when they finish running, there's like three spotters that are around them to like make sure they don't run into a wall or something. (laughs) They have these kids' lives in their hands. Yeah. They are professional Hollywood stunt team. Yes. The spotters are. Yes. So. Uh, only thing I wrote down from Moore's bio is that she likes to go downtown with her friends and listen to music. Uh, she likes ping pong. And oh, that too, yes. It said that she was a jokester and she enjoys life. I said, and I like more. <laughs> she enjoys life. I want to enjoy life. Good for her. The next event is over the top. This is the one that I had problems with because of the harness. So they have to basically do like the high jump where they jump over a bar and they get three attempts. Whoever has the highest score wins. The heights are 2.5 meters, 2.75, and 3. And it just doesn't seem like they are able, like, at all to go down enough. I know I've said this, like, four times now, but it just doesn't work. All of them do clear 2.5 eventually, but none of them get 2.75. I know, which is... I feel like this is on the kids. I don't think it's on the elastic. If you have a bungee cord and you can't do a high jump, you're dumb. And just figure it out. My favorite part of the entire episode, though, came from this when the first kid, who is it? Greg went first, I think. Greg goes first, knocks over the thing on like his second jump, right? Yeah. You got to have timing, tuck, and propulsion. Here's the propulsion. Oh, let's go to Mo and just make sure that's official. No, he did not clear. Greg um, Greg has one more chance to clear 2.75 meters. I was like, you dumbass, it fell. You yeah. saw it. Basically, I was like, uh, he didn't make it. Back to you, Mike. <laughs> he did that for every time the yeah. bar fell. He was like, let's go to Mo for the official result. Yeah. And then at the end, at the end of this one, they have an interview with Greg, and I'll get to that in a second. But at the end of this one, they go to Mo, he's like, all right, let's go to Mo and get an update on the points. And she says, well, it's kind of the same, but with more points because they all scored the same. They all got the same thing. They all got first place. (laughs) She's like, it's kind of the same, but everyone has more points. Uh, (laughs) Back to you, Mike, I guess. (laughs) 
Um, but Greg's interview is funny as fuck to me because of the rough at the end. The rough? Oh, my God. At the end. So, you know, they talk and then at the end, Mike's like, all right, things you have big dog. Woof. And then and he Mike barks. But then <laughs> Greg goes rough <laughs> like that. Just rough. And I, I missed that. Oh my god! I just wrote down that it was pointless. Yeah, uh, we're gonna actually go to that interview right now because it's worth listening to. Okay. You get the phone call that you're gonna be on Global Guts. Tell me about that. Well, my mom was pretty tricky, so she just when the first call came, she didn't tell me about it and said that I was gonna be very happy when she told me. So the second call came, and then she gave me the phone, and then they just said I was going to be on Global Guts. And he's here, and he's representing Team USA, the big dog. Yeah. Rough. <laughs> it's the big dog. Woof. Rough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we have the Agarokrag, which is now the Super Agarokrag, which is bigger, sharper, and filled with more obstacles and surprises than ever before. And Mike says that they have had months of training. Right. That was so surprising. Which they haven't. They have no <laughs> training. Uh, I don't know why, but maybe it's like the hypeness of Mike's commentary when they're climbing the crag. The aggro crag felt so important to me. Even now, watching this, I was like, this is like, this shit's intense. Oh, my well, God. Mike says one mountain separates three players from a world title. Right. Like this was I was like, oh, fuck, who's going to get this? Because Greg's in the lead. No, Greg was in. Second at this point. Greg's in second and is close to uh, Thomas. Thomas. Moore is clearly out of this. Right. And this one comes down to the end. Like Thomas and Greg get to the top basically at the same time. Greg slaps that final actuator right before Thomas does like maybe a second at most. Yeah. And comes out with the lead. Mike was hype as fuck during this time. <laughs> he got so excited and it was just like screaming. I was like, I got chills. This is a go. <laughs> well, and then they play the Star Spangled Banner during the medal ceremony. Yeah. And it's like electric guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I heard that. I was like, okay. Uh. And Mo puts the medals on the kids. And then he gets the Agro Crag Trophy, which, as I said before, is way smaller than in the first season. And then they all run around the track with their, with their flags. flags draped over their shoulders. And I was like, I, re I remember this so much. I yeah, remember yeah, yeah. wanting to be one of those kids running around with the American flag. And Oh, yeah. This is also the point when I realized how short Mo was. Because mm -hmm. Greg felt short to me. Yeah. Mo was so much shorter than him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. She, wasn't she standing on the lower step, maybe? No, I think she was up there. Oh. I don't know. Either way, I was like, Moe is short as shit. Well, I noticed that she like was talking to him and like grabbed his shoulders and like congratulated him. And I was like, what would they do with somebody who doesn't speak English? Well, I mean, in the kids interviews, they had like the translator. Yeah, they're another dubbed. Kid, yeah, dub over it. Um, but that is <clears throat> Global Guts. Yeah. So I've got some, I've got some non-Guts related things uh, relating to when the show first came out of the first episode airing and when it ended. Okay. So it came out in 92. Uh, if you had to take a guess, what do you think was the number one song or who do you think had the number one song in the world or in the country at that point? Ace of Base. Boys to Men, End of the Road. Oh, oh, that's older than I thought. Yeah. The number one movie was Sneakers. Never seen it. Have oh. I heard of it? 
I had never heard of it, and I looked it up. The film's press kit was accompanied by a floppy disk containing a custom program explaining the movie. Parts of the program were quasi-encrypted, requiring the user to enter an easily guessable password to proceed. It's like a comedy-like caper film with, Mm. um, oh my god, why can't I think of his name right now? Blues Brothers. uh, Dan Aykroyd? Yeah. And (laughs) it looked dumb. Uh, some other movies that had just come out, though, or were about to be released. Reservoir Dogs. Never saw it. Last of the Mohicans. Never saw it. Of Mice and Men. Never saw it. Read the book. Captain Ron. Never saw it. That's a Toko family movie. I was <laughs> excited when I saw that. Uh, but my favorite one, as I went further down the list here, Forbidden Love, The Unashamed Stories of Lesbian Lives. <laughs> also never seen it. Never seen it either. <laughs> um, at the end of the show... Boys to Men, still number one song. Oh. One Sweet Day with Mariah Carey. Oh, it's a good one. I do love that song. Is that from Daydream? I think it was, what, is that the album? Yeah, Mariah Carey, Daydream. Maybe. I just remember it being in the movie One Fine Day with George Clooney and Michelle Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Yeah, which is a bad movie, but I like it. <laughs> like, it's a terrible movie. but I, I haven't seen it in a long time. I love it. When the show ended, Ace Ventura was about to come out. Blank Check. Was about oh, to come out. Blank check. Yeah, That's I, the I shit. thought that you. I put that one. I was like, "Can't you like this?" And then two for me. The air up there in blue chips. Two basketball movies. Yeah, I don't know those. Um, what was the first one you said? Ace Ventura. Oh, okay. Yeah, which will tie into next week's episode. <laughs> um, but I was just like, "Oh, boys to men, good for them." Yeah, four, four years apart, still rocking those number one songs. They had a long career. They're still playing. Yeah, I, I think, think they're here. They're at the state fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a few last things I got. Uh, so when they auditioned, kids had three stages to their auditions. So they were testing on like their speed, their sports skills and their water skills. And there was also an interview to see if like they had charisma. But basically <laughs> they want to make sure is this kid going to totally be terrible or not? Yeah. And as long as they could moderately do it, they're fine. It's basically like the, what's, what do they do before the NFL draft? What's it called? The combine. The combine. Yeah, it's the guts combine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I can just see a bunch of kids like, I gotta get my 40 time up, okay. (laughs) Um, So there was a reboot in 2008. Oh. And it was kind of like how Double Dare did family Double Dare. They did like a family guts thing. It was very short lived. That sounds stupid. It sounds real dumb. (laughs) I didn't watch any of it or look it up. (laughs) I was just like, "Mm, that's. Trash. Uh, there was a Nintendo game on Super Nintendo, a Guts Nintendo game. It's Did you ever to... play it? Nope. I never had a Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah, I didn't either. First game system I had was a Sega Genesis, I think. Oh, I wanted Sega. I have a Nintendo here, and I have a Nintendo 64. Oh, like the regular Nintendo? The thing? NES. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's in my office. Nice. One of the assistants from Double Dare, Robin Russo, she wanted to be the host of the show. Oh. But she didn't get it, obviously. <laughs> Mike uh, beat her out. Yep. He can't talk very well. He is not a good commentator. He almost got fired from uh, Get the Picture mm. after the first season because they're like, bro, you're too boring. You're not like you're not excited enough for these kids oh. and these kid shows. And then he brought on like the persona he has now. And it worked out for him. So, yeah, it worked out. The aggro, Craig, it was a puzzle. 
Meaning like it was a bunch of pieces that they had to assemble together because they needed to take it down for other things that were filmed there. Yeah. Last but not least, there was a conspiracy with the show. Oh, geez. Is this one with the Illuminati as well? It is not. This was a conspiracy that Mike and Mo were having an extramarital affair. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, because they were a little too buddy-buddy for people. They're a you little know, flirty. You know how it is. Adult men and adult women can't be friends. There's something going on. <laughs> I don't think in either of these episodes they were ever on screen together, though. No, I don't think so either. Um, oh, I got a real final one here. Real one. What do you think the most common injury was on the show? Just like a scraped knee. Close enough. It was basically bruised body parts from when they would jump back up to the aerial bridge. That was like the one area that wasn't like completely padded. Oh, I was thinking it was from when they were actually like falling. Like if they fell on something and like banged their knee. But I guess I don't really actually remember kids falling like. Well, I mean, you're attached to a harness. It's hard to fall. Well, I was thinking of the track. That's fair. Well, that's why they had to do the audition to make sure these kids ain't falling <laughs> on the track. Plus, yeah. they had so many knee guards and everything. That they get to true. keep. They get to keep. I think their shirt and stuff that they got. And I don't know if they get to keep the bike shorts. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. But yeah. Well, I still would like to be on this show. Same Z's. If you this know. was on, I could see kids wanting to be on it. Oh yeah, because they're like. It was so much different from all the other game shows. Like there wasn't a prize at the end. Like, That's true. There wasn't. It was you're doing it to show you were better than other people. It was doing it like for the the pride of winning. Yeah. When we watched Double Dare, like they gave away so many different prizes, like with the final obstacle course, every single stage of it had a different prize. And I think with uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. They got you prizes. got a prize for every level that you completed. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. This was just the medal and the. Trophy. Yeah, it's just the pride of winning. And it was sponsored by Reebok. Yeah, so they probably get, I mean, they get to keep like the clothes and stuff. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so I like that, that it was just like, uh, these kids clearly wanted to do, that's why they did the interview too, to make sure that like, it was a kid that wanted to be Mm. on the show and not someone like, my parents are saying I have to do this. (laughs) Uh, It was a good show. I liked it. I liked it. I liked it too. This was probably (laughs) the one I wanted to be on the most out of all of the game shows. It was either this or Nick Arcade for me. Oh, Nick Arcade was good. Because I wanted to know how the fucking video game worked. Mikey. Like, I get it now that it's a green screen they were in front of. Yeah. But at the time, like, oh, my God, they got to go inside a video game. That's (laughs) so cool. Like, I didn't get it because I was what you call dumb. And. uh, It's because you couldn't visualize it. Couldn't visualize it. Couldn't picture it. (laughs) (sighs) Let's rate the show. So for me, I think it really holds up as a game show from the 90s. I mean, the kids are trash, like you said, like they're not doing great at it. Mm -hmm. But I think on some level that does make it seem accessible. Like it wasn't these like, you know, big football kids that were just crushing everything. It was like normal kids like us who were competing on it and doing well and well, mostly. And it just seemed fun. So... I'm going to give it three and a half, two short raft paddles out of five. Fair enough. I also think the show would work well today. I think that people would like to be on it if they tweaked it. If they made it a little, I don't know, like American Ninja Warrior and those kind of shows are so big right now. Yeah. If you were to make one that's like specifically for kids. They do have one that's for kids. Do they? Yeah. I don't pay attention. It's 
American it's Ninja junior. Warrior for kids. <laughs> it's American Ninja Warrior Junior or something. Oh, so they have guts. We don't have to do it. Perfect. <laughs> um, that said, there were so many dumb things with the show. These kids are trash at this. Mm-hmm. The events are way easier than I remember. Oh, oh, that's true. Yeah. And like, I just feel like, how can you not do a high jump when you have an elastic band on? Just jump down and let the band take you. Oh my God, kids. <sighs> I digress. <laughs> With that, I think of it four stretches out of <laughs> out of five. Nice. Stretch the cheese man mascot. <laughs> Who knows? Cool. Yeah. So that is guts. Do, 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 do you have it? Mm. And next time we're gonna do a movie, a '90s movie. We're gonna be talking about one of my favorite movies of all time, Dumb and Dumber. And it's not one of my favorites because it is. Dumber than I thought. We'll get we'll into get it. We'll get into that because I have so many things. So my God. I have so many things. I'm sure you do, and they're all wrong. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll be talking about Dumb and Dumber next week. Or next time. I don't know if it'll be next week, two weeks, whenever it comes out. And uh, In yeah. the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at TFGIF Podcast, on Instagram at TFGIF Podcast. You can send us an email at TFGIF Podcast at gmail.com. And listen to us anywhere, but specifically you should do the PodCoin app. Yeah. I mean, the PodCoin thing is pretty cool. I mean, you get paid to listen to podcasts. You're already listening to podcasts. So why not? Yeah. I use it. Get that money. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. I'm doing it for the charity aspect of it, but you know. I'm doing it because Wu-Tang told me to get that cash. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, until next time. Bye. Bye.